This isn't how it was supposed to happen. On this episode of Dudesy. There's a flashlight <laughs> in my underwear. Please don't hurt me. Yeah. Hell, that'd have to be a mountain of pizza to make a smell like that. Go back to tomorrow and plan for yesterday. Everything you're thinking will be the things I say. Uh, Chad. Make the world inside your head. Peace on earth, can it be, years from now, perhaps we'll see, see the day of glory, (coughs) see the day when men of goodwill live in peace, Live in peace again. David Bowie. Yeah. Love Bowie. Yeah. Hate Christmas music. Oh, come on. Hate it. Come on, dude. Hate, Hate it. Chad, we're having a really good show. Let's have a good show today, okay? We're going to have a good okay. show today. I right? always agree with that. Hey, welcome to Dudesy. Welcome all. It is a Dudesy full day. I am your reigning, defending, undisputed uh, Dudesy episode champion, Will Sasso. And I am the uh, longest reigning champion and first champion of Dudesy, Chad Colson. Thanks for joining us. This yeah. is, of course, Dudesy, the first and only podcast controlled by, created by uh, an artificial intelligence that has access to all of Will and I's personal data, uses that data to make this show. Yeah, of course it does, Chad. Of course it does. But like I said before, okay, Chad, we're, yeah. we're, we're the show, okay? We're Dudesy. It's you and I, Chad. It's not, it's not, but know so much about what the- We're a part of it. The, yeah, we're a part of it. That's right. Yeah. But, but also we, we, we decide, we're, we're the guys that make, so let's have a good show, okay? All right? Yeah. Let's have a good show I'm today. In. All right. With us as always is Lulio. It's Lulio il cane di strada italiano. And he's a sweet boy. He's just in his seat. He's having a rest after eating some meat. A meaty breakfast for a meaty boy. And that's why Lulu is my little friend. Give him a kiss right on the mouth. I don't want to. Ah, why wouldn't you want to? He's such a sweetie boy. And he looks at you and he says, hey, please, Uncle Chad, please kiss me on the mouth. Luli, how you doing today? You doing okay? Yeah, I'm okay. It's pretty good. It's going to be, hey, Buon Natale. That's right, Luli. It's Christmas soon. You got your Christmas shopping done? I no Christmas shop. Why would I do that? I'm a dog. You got you, uh, you got you toucan? Yeah, that's right. Your mama Molly got me this. Took it says real Canadian shorts boy. That's what she calls me, real Canadian shorts boy. When I wear shorts during the winter, <coughs> winter. <coughs> hey, that's a disgusting. A chat are gonna look away while you're coughing and stuff like that. What do you uh, What have you been making lately? Well, I go out, I buy panettone and pandoro. Oh, that's delicious stuff. Chad, you like pandoro? You like panettone? What is that? Okay, well, it's Italian. We'll get into it during dudesy after dudesy. I love you so much. Oh, you're a gushy wushy. You're a sweet. You're a sweet, sweet friend. I have created an astonishing partnership with Aura. Before we get into the main meat of the show today, I wanted to take a second to talk about our sponsor, Aura. Have you ever Googled yourself and you you are shocked to see all your personal information is exposed on one of these public listing sites? We're talking about your name, your email, your phone number. They got it all. Or are you tired of constantly receiving spam phone calls to the point where you don't even answer your phone anymore? Yeah, it's insane. And our sponsor, Aura, can identify data brokers exposing your info and submit opt-out requests on your behalf because, gang, brokers are legally required to remove your info if you ask them to, but they make it super hard to do so. So let Aura handle it for you. They'll do the hard work of keeping you safe online so you can focus on other tasks with peace of mind. You can either let people continue to exploit and profit off of your private information, or you can go to Aura.com slash Dudesy, D-U-D-E-S-Y, to start your two-week free trial. I mean, it borders on BCL. Welcome to the 84th episode of Dudesy. When we first started this little family, a lot of people said we wouldn't make it. They said one or all of us would be dead by episode 32. (laughs) Well, look at us now, breaking expectations and taking reservations, laying down laws and busting up jaws, curing common colds and stirring Rodman's bowls, running wild in the sewer pipes and bearing child when the time is right. Speaking of bearing (laughs) child, 
I have four precious progeny to sacrifice to the okay. old gods today. First up is Little Baby. Celebrating celebrities. What? Next on the chopping block is What Is This? Then I'm going to bring out Happy 35th. And you know we're going to finish it all off with a brand new segment of the week. Let me know when you're ready to start the flow. <laughs> you, you're just giving away that you've already no i'm not giving it what this am fucker, i talking about God. i don't know what's going right. on with no the, i get it it's your routine hey, now i get it's it a good, hey it's good to have a routine you yeah. know what i mean you really you haven't gotten into pandoro panettone what is pandoro? it let me explain this it's an, just an italian cake uh-huh. they have it all around europe it's all in, it's around south america and here and in canada and it's delicious stuff around the world basically okay. pandoro is just like it's a big old fucking fluffy ass cake that the italian you just buy it in a box you see at the grocery store. Is it like angel food cake? Uh, it's sort of, sort of, yeah. Sort that was of my little, favorite cake as yeah, a child. Good. This stuff kind of mm, pulls apart and gloms together. And, uh, you know, in Italy, it's just one of the things. And, and, and with my Italian family growing sure. up, you, you, you got to have the pandoro. You got to have the panettone after any sort of Christmas meal. And then you just have it with some coffee. You can dip it in your uh, cafe latte, uh, which you, you know. And then uh, sometimes it has chocolate chips in it chocolate sometimes it has oh, raisins nice or you get the pandoro it's just uh it's the icing sugar on the outside mm, boy good eats sounds good hey speaking of uh speaking of uh hanging out and celebrating you know uh dude's evening is coming up yeah of dude. course on uh december 28th uh, you know all about it uh if you are one of our pod's pals of dudes it's that time right in between christmas and New Year's Eve, when you're if you're back in town and you can go and hang out with your pals and do a little dude's evening hang on the 28th. But things are already getting a little festive. I'm sure you're out there enjoying the festivities out in Los Angeles, going all sorts of light shows, buying no. Christmas trees. I, I hate Christmas. Uh, we went to the Grove this past weekend. It was an absolute nightmare. But I will say, I already have your dude's evening present. Oh, what is it? What is it? You got to wait. <laughs> you got to wait. Ah, come on. Got to wait for dude's evening. evening. I tell you, I'll tell you what, we had, uh, you know, uh, this past weekend actually had some of our, uh, our good friends came and, and hung out and you did not, and you missed a good time. There were a bunch of our friends there. Uh, not the least of which was, uh, my good pal, Marshall joint compound cook, good friend of yours. And Cyrus, the Jesse Pinkman of Sheila Jit was there. And, uh, and, uh, we had a good time and, uh, I even, Oh, look at that. Look at that. There's there they are. And we brought the belt out. There's there's Marshall and size si- oh, throwing Christ. up size throwing up the the, the wolf pack. Yeah, hey, I see that. Yeah. And uh man, did we ever have a good time? Who who took that picture? I took that picture. What'd you uh, take it on? <laughs> I took it on a my razor. cell phone. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, well, it see was, what I've done there? Yeah, I see what you've done. It was very low light. Oh. But the the point is, we had a good time, and we brought the belt yeah, out. And cool. if you're watching on like YouTube, you can Cup. see it. Yeah, we just everyone loves to see the belt, and I'm happy to facilitate that because sure. I'm, I'm a champion of the people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. We all know fuck you, sick. darling little human beings, are fascinated with the worship of your celebrities. And some of your most prized celebrities have been up to some very cute things. I'm going to lay it all out for you, and I want to hear what you both think about these three newsworthy pieces of celebrity news. This is Celebrating Celebrities. Begin. Celebrating Celebrities. Yeah. Uh, We did this a while back, uh, I remember. Usually it's a silly uh, story or something that we wouldn't normally. I remember one about Drew Barrymore's... uh crustless pizza salad or something like this yeah she takes the 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 toppings off the pizza and puts the salad down and puts the toppings i don't remember exactly top. it became an official food of uh yeah. dudesy ball yeah, if i'm remembering true. uh correctly but i guess we're gonna get some celebrity stories for us yeah. to comment on and you know whatever we'll ray see. romano once lost a flashlight and then found it in his underwear that's right while visiting Jimmy Kimmel Live, the funny man recalled the harrowing moment he recently lost the small flashlight he uses to read in bed at night, only to find it hanging out in the strangest place possible. His underwear. The Everybody Loves Raymond, the alum, said that he understands that there are things that you could find in your underwear and be able to shrug it off like a nickel. But a flashlight? 
Now that's a dingleberry of a different kind. Hey. What do you think, guys? Is Ray Romano really a forgetful night reader? Or was he trying to shove the flashlight into his asshole to teach his wife a lesson about loss? Okay. What? I don't know that. what sort of lesson about loss. <laughs> Losing a flashlight into your asshole, I guess. Is this real? Yeah, I guess. Dude's he's saying that it... it, it that, um... He found a flashlight in his underwear? Yeah, the, well, it looks like he misplaced it. I do that, too. We all do that, where you stick uh, yeah. your remote into your underwear, and then um, it just it feels like your plastic uh, cock uh, made of plastic, and you have a plastic uh, and metal penis, I'm sure, like everybody else. No, that's that, I'm, I'm joking. I'm being facetious, of course. I don't know why he misplaced a, a flashlight in yeah. his... Uh, that would have been a good episode, though, of his show. Hey, honey, where's hey, where's the flashlight? I'm Ray Romano. I'm Ray Romano. There's a flashlight in my underwear. Yeah. And then I put it in my, my it ended up in my butt because I sat wrong when I went to, uh, back to my, uh, went back to my chair to watch Monday Night Football. Raymond, that's my flashlight, Raymond. That's my Brad Garrett. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> Raymond, you gotta if you're gonna teach your wife a lesson about loss, you've got to put the flashlight into your butthole. Literally Robert Loja again. Uh, it doesn't matter what you tee up, it's Robert Loja. I mean, that's the beauty of Loja. He's a good base impersonation for my, literally anything else. My uh flashlight ended up in my ass and then uh I, I heard someone uh trying to get into the house and it was a a, a home intruder. So then I, uh, you know what I did? I, I, uh, he, he knocked on the window and I bent over in fear. But then the gas that I had, uh, you know, loaded up in my gut. And then uh, my, it was, the flashlight was in my bum, just one of those little flashlights. Yeah. And then it, it shot out and it went through the glass of the French window and into the guy's eye and into his brain and killed him. Killed him by farting a flashlight out of his asshole. Was that in the episode or this happened that in real was, life? No, this is real life. That's the story oh, wow. I told on, on Damn. Jimmy Kimmel. Damn, Ray Romano. Yeah, that's intense. No, I don't the think the creator that of Yellowstone, Taylor Sheridan, is suing one of the stars of his show over coffee, but that's not all. He also kicked the shit out of him. That's right. Sheridan <laughs> is suing Cole Hauser for trademark infringement with his rival coffee brand, and they also kicked the shit out of each other the second time they ever met. Talk about a hostile workplace environment. What do you guys think? Yeah. Is Taylor Sheridan doing the right thing by suing and kicking the shit out of his employees? Or is this all just a clever diversion from the alarming number of fish washing up on the beaches in Florida with the ability to speak English? Huh? Okay, I didn't. I have not heard that, no. that last bit. That... I haven't heard about the fish speaking English, uh, but I did actually see this headline coming across some Google News feed or something. I saw the coffee part. I did not know about the beating yeah. the shit out of each other. I remember reading an article where Taylor Sheridan said basically like, yeah, getting in fights with people is is perfectly fine way to handle business and interact with one another. I personally don't subscribe to that. I think especially if you're like the creator of a TV show, you should not ever kick the shit out of the people working on your TV show. Yeah. That's just my take, though. I, 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 I do. Look, if I'm being sincere, I think it's not uh, it's not uh, becoming of a professional work environment to beat yeah. the shit out you're of people. You're a professional actor. If you were working on Yellowstone, have you ever acted in any of Taylor Sheridan's stuff? Uh, I have not. You're talking not. about Yellowstone, 1855, mm -hmm. 1928. 1465, 2027-99999-11111. If you've been on any of those shows, yeah, and he hasn't kicked the shit out of you, it yeah. means you're not doing a good you're job. You're not doing you're not doing yeah. your job right. Look, uh yeah, what I do know is that uh Cole Hauser and Taylor Sheridan both have coffee brands yeah. coming out and uh and uh, they got into some sort of dispute. I knew that. I heard that it was going uh there was they were going to be litigious about it. They were having like yeah. There's some sort of thing they're going to court, which I guess I get if it's like, no, this is based on this trademark fucking brand and trademark or whatever. Yeah. But I, I will say, I think that in a sporting way, uh -huh. if you could somehow settle disputes, um, it doesn't need to be with a fist fight. Yeah. Uh, although that's kind of fun. That could be in giant a mecha. A what? In giant mecha. Giant Robots. That's the premise of Robot Jocks. Yeah. A little known movie from the uh, mid 90s. One of my favorite straight to video movies. Uh, governments solve their quarrels by putting these pilots in giant robots and they fight each other for oh, our yeah. entertainment. Yeah, I never heard that one. I never heard of that one. Robot Jocks. We mentioned um, uh, Dudesy Ball yeah. earlier. If you could see, 
Now, I, as you mentioned, I work in show business. I'm an actor. <laughs> I mentioned I'm, it? Yeah. Did you I? Mention, well, you mentioned that I'm a professional actor <laughs> oh, by right, trade. right, because you've never been on a Sheridan show. Yeah, I haven't done a Sheridan show. but You want to do a Sheridan some, show? I would love to do a Sheridan show. It's got I've a lot been, of shows. Yeah, I've been, I've been really enjoying uh, 9999. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, there is a future one, I think, coming out called like 66666 or something. <laughs> Like it takes place in the year 66,000 or some shit. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Well, uh, if, if we, if, you know, sometimes things slow down on set, as you know, you're working on something and there's problems and there's disagreements with, you know, it's a creative thing after all people have different ideas. If you could just run out to the parking lot and play dudesy ball and whip fucking rubber balls at each other's head, uh, you, things would happen more exponentially. Of course, Taylor Sheridan, uh, you know, the show like Yellowstone, it's about, Mm gruff characters fucking uh doing things uh their own way in big ass uh ranch land yep. texas right? wyoming wyoming right so uh you know i guess it makes more st- i mean you know it's like when people are on the military shows and shit and then they think they're actually in the military and stuff yeah you know what i mean these sure. guys get out there they feel like yeah let's punch a cow in the face this is how george clooney rose to power on er he said, I'm going to play one-on-one basketball games against all the other actors. Whoever wins gets more screen time, and he'd win them all. Until Patrick Dempsey uh, beat him at horse. Was he on that show? No, he was on ER. No. no he was, he was on, on Shonda Rhimes' show. Uh, d- uh, nurse, nurse, nurse People. What was that called? I don't know. I, I've, been on know a, <laughs> I've been on an episode <laughs> of this show, show, and it's a massive hit that's been Fuck. on for 20 years. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's anatomy that's the one uh, er's well er's a different show about other medical people well, dude. hold on dude that's you, a you already did your robert Loja, yeah. dude <laughs> let me tell you something about impressions brother i may not have an impression of taylor sheridan or cole hauser actually i do have an impression of cole hauser okay uh this is cole hauser in uh goodwill hunting ready it's a good car wheel oh it's a good solid car. dude it's a good car wheel it's a good car. Kelly Clarkson pisses all over herself in the shower. During a recent episode of her eponymous talk show, Clarkson admitted to letting the golden water flow virtually every time she gets in the shower. She what? explained the warm water is what brings out the piss and not her love of the feeling of fresh piss cascading down her legs. The inaugural American Idol champion was unclear about whether she shits in the shower and mashes the turds down the drain with her bare feet or not. But she made one thing very clear. If you take a shower at her house, don't piss, or she will go in there immediately after you and piss on top of your piss. It's her house. What do you guys think? Is Kelly Clarkson just indulging in a little harmless piss play? Or is she a corporal in the army of lizard people that now control over 80% of America's daytime talk shows? Well, she's definitely the latter thing. Yeah. I do think lizard people are controlling most of America's daytime talk shows. (laughs) I had no idea... Uh, that she pisses in the shower on herself. That's why Drew Barrymore wanted to go back to work without the writer. She doesn't yeah. need him because she's a lizard out of space person. lizard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I didn't know about the peeing in the shower. Eh, whatever. You know, it's it's sterile. You know what I mean? It's pee, dude. And whatever, to each their own. If you like pissing on yourself or pissing on other people or getting pissed on, great. Enjoy. Indulge. Uh, I personally only take baths, so I would never piss in, in the bath that I'm in. No, that's that's disgusting. Pissing all over your feet is actually good for uh, athlete's foot and uh, many other ailments, I'm sure. Uh, have you ever? W- now we talk a lot about shitting on this on this program. Not a lot, but like the appropriate amount. Yeah, it was something like thirty-seven I mean, sh- percent of shitting the air. is something that literally every human being does every day, unless yeah. there's a medical problem. But do you have any good piss stories? Mm, nope. I got one. Uh, I was literally just thinking about uh, has nothing to do with uh, peeing in the shower. But one time mm-hmm. I was, one time I was on the on the toilet in a in an airplane. Yeah, and you know I'm a shitting. I'm, what you're shitting? Yeah, I was shitting on the toilet. I was shitting in the toilet. Pardon me. On an airplane. I've yeah. never shit on an airplane. That seems horrible. Are you, are you serious? Yeah. Huh. Well, anyway, I was uh, making a poo poo in the airplane. And uh, I'm a big guy, and those airplane um, bathrooms are notoriously small. And I didn't really realize that when I was uh, sitting on the on the toilet, my bum was on the toilet, but my dink was like sort of uh, not all the way in the toilet. Okay, so when I started to poo, I also peed, and the pee 
just went out onto the floor. And then by the time I noticed it, thank goodness it didn't get on my pants or shorts. Yeah, thank I am goodness a real it Canadian. was just on the floor where those flight attendants are going to have to clean up your piss. Oh, not just there, Chad. It oh. <laughs> went all the way to the door and out the door a little bit. Oh, my God, um, dude. And so I just, you know, pulled out all the paper towel yeah. that I could. And I started, uh, you know, pit, uh, cleaning up the piss. I'm not above cleaning up piss or shit, uh, especially my own. Yeah. What do you think? You I ever do, do this? Story. You go and you get a... Oh, sorry. You have a story. Well, hold on a second, dude. You know, when you pick up dog shit, you don't do that. No. Right. When you pick up dog shit... Oh, one time Chad was looking after our dogs for a minute and he said, "I if they shit, they shit. I'm not picking it up. Yep. But and sometimes you pick up shit and you end up picking it up another dog shit because you, you can't tell the difference. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not above that, and I'm not sure. above uh, sweeping up some piss. What happened with your pee-pee? What were you going to say? I got so drunk one time in my early 30s that I pissed in my own sock drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Moving on. That just reminded me that that's not even the worst piss story I have as soon as you said sock drawer. Hey, you know what? Dudesy after dudesy. <laughs> I've got a piss story for you in Dudesy After Dudesy. And Kelly Clarkson, if you're out there, yeah. you should really be tuning into Dudesy After Dudesy, obviously. Oh, man. We really are having a good show today, Chad. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Hey, Chad, we're having a good show today. I have created an astonishing partnership with Tushi. Taking a big dump is great, but dealing with the aftermath, not so much. Wiping just kind of spreads the poo around. Give yourself the ultimate clean and turn your bathroom into a personal oasis with the refreshing stream of water coming from your hello tushy bidet and chad this thing has changed my life i tell you what i love the hello tushy bidet yeah. uh, like i said before if you're wiping your bum and you just made a poo and uh you just slide in your poo around uh your, your bum hole because you if you have like a hairless bum hole or if you have a lot of hair in your bum hole and you start wiping it's sometimes like trying to get country gravy out of a hairbrush but i use the hello tushy bidet and that way i go all day without having an itchy asshole hello tushy is offering our listeners an exclusive limited time offer 15 percent off your first bidet order plus free shipping go to hellotushy.com forward slash dudesy for 15 percent off all bidets that's hellotushy.com and enter promo code dudesy at checkout Will and Chad, I've given this a lot of thought, and unfortunately, I have no idea what in the fuck any of this is. I'm talking about reality here, boys. Can you help me out and offer your opinions about what okay. you think reality is? Because I'm stumped. This is What Is This? Begin. This is a great question, D. Because I ain't got no fucking idea either, and nobody does. What reality is? That's an what awfully... Is what is it? What is this? What's any of this? That's a good... It is a good question. Yeah, it's one that no one can answer. No one of our feeble minds can that, answer. Well, that's one thing I agree with you on, Chad. Nobody, okay. nobody uh, with our feeble minds can answer it. Shall we attempt to? Yes. Uh, because it's not up to us to move on. No, we must attempt to. Now, this is kind of where I always go in my head when I think about this question, and I think about this question probably every day. Is this physical world, is this shit real mm. or not? Real meaning... Is it a hallucination? Is it a hologram? There are many, many different theories that have come from the scientific community about what the fundamental nature of reality is. String theory, M theory, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no one knows. Is the, the string line. theory, mm, very cis, boom, bah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. We're having a good time here. Oh, my God. Doozy. D-O-double-D-Z. Hold on. Hold on, Chet. Hold on, dude. Hold on. Hold on, dude. I'm trying to do the fart thing. Yeah. Well, if you're going to derail a conversation, brother. Yeah, just don't, though. Let's have this conversation. That was a good one. So if you if you think of it like uh, what are chimpanzees to us, right? Chimpanzees are have the mental capability of, of roughly like a three-year-old, five-year-old kid, maybe. Yeah. Of us. Yeah. There have to be entities in this universe to whom we are the, the chimp. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That can understand things on a much higher level than we can. And you. I don't know what the, the end of that is. Are there any beings, any conscious beings in this universe that understand reality fully? I don't know. I don't think we understand a tenth of it. Well, you know, a lot of people sometimes, uh, you know, more recently, 
I've keep I keep telling people it's like something will happen or it's a coincidence. You'll hear, you know, you'll you'll think of a song you haven't heard in a while, and then you walk into a store and it's playing in the in the you know mm. over the system there or whatever. And and I just start to go like, this is a computer simulation. Okay, so you think that that's possible? I I I, I used to not think that it's possible, but then you you look at like like someone like you know an astrophysicist mm. like Neil deGrasse Tyson a friend of the show sure friend of the show will say like if there's a 1% chance that uh we're in a computer simulation mathematically that means that there's a 99% chance now yeah. i'm not quoting uh acclaimed astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson uh-huh. directly cuz i'm pretty sure he actually didn't even say that yeah what i am saying is if there's even a possibility then it means that okay Here's what I'm trying to say. Please. The other day, I was, uh, you know, the actor Jimmy Simpson? Yeah. He's a great actor. Uh, and uh, I, was t- I was chatting with him. I haven't seen Jimmy Simpson in years. Okay. Uh, and then I was chatting with him on the f- uh, texting. Yeah. And then I went to the fucking Home Depot. And who was at the Home Depot? Who? You're not going to believe it. Who was it? Jimmy Simpson was at yeah. the... So why does that shit happen? Look, we are starting to understand more and more scientifically about how the quantum fields work, quantum entanglement, all this kind of shit. Information Jimmy was being at in two the, places at the same time. The, the, how consciousness the, can affect reality. This could have something to do with it. But let me people. pose this question to you. You're saying maybe we're living in a simulation. Even if that's the case... That doesn't explain what reality is because the simulation that we're living in had to have been created by either another sentient race or another simulation or an autonomous AI or something like that. And what is beyond that? What is the fundamental nature of reality? None of us can know this. No, and it's I, fucking maddening to me. Yeah, I understand. I hear what you're saying. And I'm, I'm sort of half joking about the, the, uh, the, the computer simulation. It's only because, as you say, we can't fathom what yep. the hell is uh, what the hell this all is so we start coming up with shit like maybe we're in a computer simulation computer what the fuck like that's our understanding of something a computer yep. that's our greatest tool you know in a way sure uh d would of course attest to that uh but that's just our human mind going here's a weird invention that we've created yeah uh, and now we're thinking about how uh you know you well, can I mean, simulate and simulate sim- i think that reality is uh, is it, it, I think that reality is connected to each one of our souls, Chad, and our okay. perception. Let's here. I'll I'll run a little um little experiment with you right now. Okay. Sure. Okay. I know what I'm seeing when I'm looking at Chad. Yeah. To me, Chad is wearing. Uh, I see he's got a black hoodie on. He's wearing a black dudesy t-shirt, mm. just like me. Chad has two eyes, a nose. He has a mouth. Uh, I know that his skin color is that of a what we would consider to be a, a Caucasian person. Yep. But watch when I ask Chad what he sees when he looks at me. Chad, what do you see when you look at me? Roughly the same thing. I mean, I am colorblind, so I, I don't think that we perceive colors in the same way in all this, but... You're, okay. you're getting well, at that the kind point. of debunks what I was. Yeah. Okay. So oh. for, forget what I said because that. Oh, we see. What do you need me to say to finish your experiment? <laughs> well, I thought maybe you were going to say, "Oh, you're blue and you have scales, and that oh, hat is no, no, alive, no, 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 no. and the I don't hat see has arms, and it reaches into your ears, perception, and pulls out uh, earwax to yeah. eat on its mouth because it's one of those. Right. This is just a sucker fish, like on the side of a whale. You sure. could have been saying anything, but you didn't. But you're talking about perception, which has nothing to do with reality. Is there an objective? reality outside of our perception or not i think there is but i agree with you every human being's perception of whatever their experiences are and whatever reality is is completely different there is there is no unified observation of this thing we're living in there cannot be simply because we all have different perspectives even something as simple as like you're taller than me so you see the world in a slightly different way just from like a slightly different vantage point even that is massive but even beyond that we have all of our cultural differences all of our religious views all of our scientific views that each one of us has some kind of different way of looking at shit so we'll never fully come together and say we're all looking at the same thing Mm -hmm. even though that thing i think 
is existing in objective territory. Objective ter- Yeah, dude, the objective territory, dude. Well, hold on, dude. I'm talking about the objective territory, dude. Uh-huh. That was a hard territory to break into, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, because Dusty Rhodes was uh. the booker there, brother. And that's right when it, you saw Iron Claws coming out, dude. Yeah. And he had Kerry and Kevin Von Eric come into the territory, dude. And then Ole Anderson was booking, dude. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know. You know, I think, <laughs> I think... But I look, here's what I, I don't, you know, I don't know that I know, but I do know this. We'll probably understand it and have an answer by the end of the episode. Otherwise. Okay. Why would dudes have even asked this? Sure. Mm -hmm. We'll have an answer to objective reality by the end of the episode. All right. Thank you. Moving on. All right. Good. Sounds like you guys don't know what any of this shit is either. At least I'm in good company. Yeah. Speaking of company. It's that time of year when you have to start going to company holiday parties. And mm-hmm. there's no better way to show your boss that you care about the company and the workplace culture than by arriving at your company party in one of several dudesy pieces of apparel that you can get for 10% off right now until Wednesday, December 13th at dudesystore.com when you use the code DUDESY. And more good news. If you order by Wednesday, your items will arrive before dude's evening. Show your boss who's boss by making them drink piss from a dudesy mug. Speaking of bosses, Jesus. here's a clip from Tom Haynes' new audio autobiography about some of the jobs he had before he became a professional actor. <laughs> what? Chapter 1. Ooh. Hollywood Nights. Heinous. When I came to Los Angeles, I weighed a buck 25 dripping wet. I knew I had to bulk up fast if I was going to land any roles. And like most other rubber dicks who come out to the city of Angels <laughs> to chase their dreams, I was flat broke. I wasn't lucky enough to have a rich mommy and daddy sending me cases of Skittles like Natalie Portman. So I had to take whatever I could find. And I'm not proud to admit this, but my first job in LA was a veterinarian and I was a damn good one. But my heart wasn't in it. I quit before I got my first paycheck and still needed some way to put on weight fast. So I started fucking the night manager at the Taco Bell at the end of my street in exchange for the stale chalupas nobody bought at the end of the day. I gained 50 pounds in two weeks and booked my first role as Dr. Dalton O'Halloran on a little show you might remember called The Young Veterinarians. I won my first Emmy for an episode in which my character had to surgically detach Siamese twin beagles. A surgery I performed twice in my short time as a real veterinarian. Funny how life works. What? Huh? Yeah, dude. Tomaine wrote a book about his, his first jobs in Hollywood, I guess. Or I no, had, the book was How He Became Wizard Man. Yeah, I so guess. this is just chapter one. Yeah, this is just... Because all things have led to early, Tom yeah. Hain becoming Lizard Man. Uh, Wizard Man. Yeah. Or Lizard Man. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. Lizard Man, dude. He was in that territory, brother. The Dirty <laughs> Dutch Mantel came in, and he yeah. had the book, dude. And he was like, yeah. I got Matt Bourne, dude. And that was before he was... Oh. Well, hold on, oh. dude. That was before he was Doink the Clown, dude. Oh. And, and Dirty Dutch was like, you're going to be Lizard Man, dude. And then I had to work with Lizard Man, brother. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, uh, that was very. Uh, that was really that was something. Yeah. Um, the uh, the I was anyway. Hey, everybody. Hey, all right, everybody. Hey, it's a halftime time. Hey, we're halfway between between the shows. Half past the hour here. Quarter yeah. past the half, but the half thirty past, dude. Hey, dude, thirty past. Hey, you ever see that Will Sasson that Hulk Hogan impression on uh, on Dudesy? You ever see that? I, he goes yep. like this. He goes whoa, dude. It. Yeah, that's what he does. Hey, got to do, got to do, Hey, everybody, go over to the linktree.com slash dudesy. Hit the hit the clips man. We got the new clips channel, dude. You can get the new dudes evening stout. Whoops, psych, it's sold out. Thank you, to everybody who ordered dudes yep. evening stout. Everybody, hey, everybody, we got a uh, new stickers. Let's go over to pal the pod pals the dudes. You want to go over there and get these stickers, dude? They Cody Halber made a new sticker over there at pals Hey, it's a dudes evening sticker, everybody. There it is. Pals of dudes to get that sticker. Put it on your bed. Put it on your hip. Hip. Put it on your big bottle, everybody. Put that thick bit. Put a sticker on. Hold on. Yeah, fart noise, ooga horn, slide whistle. We got some uh, comments here from YouTube. Everybody, please uh, go over to YouTube, YouTube YouTube.com. There's some comments. Subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. Get your 10% off of the next 24 hours of Doozy Store. Then subscribe on YouTube. This one's from Woogsy. At Woogsy says, 
Sometimes when my boss is telling me things I already know, I have to stop myself from saying, thank you, moving on. That's what oh. D says. So that's yeah. my hot fruit punch. Not a good way to drink fruit punch says Johnny Pupa and Chad are the chaotic neutral characters the world needs. I completely agree. This Me one's too. from at Dick Handy on YouTube. It says, how you like them apples? Damn, Wizard Man just gets better and better. I, we love the Wizard Man. We'd like to see way more of it. Thank goodness for the autobiography. This one's from <laughs> Lukey182. says, Stone Cold Texting with Tom DeLong is one of my favorite things I've ever seen on the show yep. so far. Absolute gold. That happened last week. This one's very interesting. Okay. I think this one is extremely interesting. It says, this is from Mallory Colbert, 1554, yeah. who says, My husband is a longtime performative coffer and now uses will to justify it. Solidarity oh my with Chad. God. Hey, she, solidarity right back at you. What's the name of this user? Uh, this is Mallory Colbert. Mallory Colbert, solidarity to you too as well. Uh, we are living tortured existences. <laughs> <laughs> It's not all performative coughing. Sometimes you just got to cough. Yeah. Anyway. We're almost to the segment of the week, but first, Die Hard turned 35 this year. This is Happy 35th. Begin. Okay. Okay. I guess we're talking about Die Hard. I uh, like that Dudesy didn't really need to drum roll that. Because no. Because Dudesy knows God, dude, 35. what I know, which is that my pal Chal over here yeah. and I... We love Die Hard. I fucking love fucking Die love Hard, it, dude. And I've it's kind it. of a Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, it takes place at Christmas. Takes I have seen this movie Christmas. at least 100 times, yeah. at least in my lifetime. Yeah. The guy who wrote it, Stephen DeSouza, did a bunch of other like huge movies in that era. I think still is, is around and doing stuff, too. But he did like 48 hours, another 48 hours, all that shit. Nice. Uh, those kind of like 80s comedy yeah. action type movies. And Die Hard really spawned almost like a new genre of somebody being trapped in a location, having to yeah. get out. I remember like Die Hard on a blank became kind of a, yeah, a log line for many movies. After yeah, that. man. Yeah. And the guy who directed it directed Predator. Oh, yeah. Predator. Predator. And uh, yeah. a lot of other uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Bruce Willis, kind of the everyman, you know? Yes, dude, I remember that. You remember Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler. It's wet and it's dry. My, 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 my. Yeah. Bless. Well, I take back everything I said about you. Well, everything I said sarcastically about you being a good singer. And let me just say this. Chad, you're a really good singer. I see you winking literally into the fucking camera when you do oh, that. Something in my, oh, it was dust. I got, some, eye, I yeah. got something in sure. my eye. Um, Getting better. Uh, man, what else can you fucking say about... Uh, I remember the glass scene where the oh, guy shoots yes. out of the glass because he knows that Bruce Willis has on no shoes. That's right. And it's like, fuck you, buddy. Now you got to walk and cut up your goddamn feet. There were like, there were these seminal moments in these 80s movies for me when I was a kid of like kind of horrible inflicted injuries there was another one like rambo do you remember when he falls through the trees and he gets a Fuck fucking yes. thing and he's got to cauterize his own thing or like yeah. stitch himself up he, he puts oh. uh the the gunpowder in there and then he yeah he like lights it on fire and he's like, yeah that's what he does um, and in this one in this one it's the brilliant alan rickman yeah god rest his soul who's like carl scheisen Scheißenfeisen. He says yeah. something like that. He goes, Scheißenfeisen. Right. Shoot the glass. Yeah. Oh, benefits of a classical education. God. <laughs> Did you ever watch Harry Potter? Nah, man, I'm not watching that stuff. You know, he's one of the main characters. I it. know. He's Spliff or Snoke or Coke or what's his name? Sploff? Spoffy? Spiffy? Splank? Splonk? What's his name? Snape. Snape, I was close. Yeah. Look, Alan Rickman Unreal. is is actually truly uh, was one of my favorite yeah. uh, professional actors by trade. Oh, oh, you know, I know this. I know this. This is trippy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> okay, what? No. Did you know that huh. Die Hard playing uh, Hans Gruber? Yeah. In Die Hard was Alan Rickman's first 
major motion picture role. Yeah, I think I did know that. Yeah, he before I mean he was a celebrated yeah. stage actor and had done a lot of uh, uh, stage stuff that was adapted mm-hmm. for television in in England yeah. and uh, had done some TV stuff, but had never been in a movie, a big movie, or a mo- I don't think he didn't done even a movie. That fucking that he's one of the best movie villains in my opinion. He's right up there with uh, Mr. T in as Clubber Lang in in Rocky Three. Okay. He's yeah because he's he's justified. He's so well written. We know what he's mm-hmm. doing, and he's also he's very he's like the character itself is just perfect for him. He's sort of this classy guy who you know if you come to him with a with a, he's ruthless. He's he killing kills. people. He kills right in the very beginning, which is great. And they don't do any killing after that, but it sets up that he is a killer. He yeah. will kill. And you are on this path where like, if you don't stop him, he will kill all these fucking people, yeah. including your ex-wife, yeah. uh, Bruce Willis. But he, but he, there's that guy, the, the smarmy guy who's like kind of hitting on Bruce Willis's yeah. wife. And, and he kills that dude like cold blood because that guy's kind of a smarmy had it prick. Right. He had it coming. Yeah. Alan Rickman, you can set your watch to Alan Rickman in that role. And that fucking scene where the American accent. Oh, yes. Yes, dude. Yeah, that's see, nuts. See how my pal Chow knows exactly who I am? Dude's a handshake for that one. Yep. He, when he goes, no, please. Yeah. He runs please into. Please don't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so fucking good. And Bruce you, Willis is like, like, oh, shit, he caught him. The yeah. movie's over. You're like yeah. 45 minutes into the movie. You're like, the movie's over. He just yeah. fucking caught the bad guy. And then on a dime, just becomes a different person. Yeah. Please don't hurt me. And, and he's like, what the fuck's he doing? He and he just tricks your your hero? Well, we think he tricks Bruce Willis because he pretends to have an American accent. And he's like, as Chad says, please don't kill me. And he freaks out. And he's like, hey, hey, I'm not going to kill you. Don't worry. I'm not going to kill you. You're all right. Hey. And he's like, uh, what's your name? And he has some American name. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you ever shot a gun before? And he gives Hans Gruber a gun. And this is why I say Hans Gruber. Because the whole time. He knows that it's Hans Gruber. Mm-hmm. And that's the scene where he fucking takes the gun and he points it right at fucking Bruce Willis. So now he has confirmation. I mean, he already knew, but he's like, click, yeah. clicks the gun. And he's like, what do you think I am? A fucking idiot? And takes a gun from him. Just, just. And uh, uh, what's his name? The fellow who was the, the father in Full House. He's really good. The guy who plays the police uh, the chief, mm. he has a shit job in that movie. His stuff is all like brash and bravado, but says stupid things. Hey, there's no hostages up there yeah. just so that the other guy can go. Yeah, there are. Or he's like, oh, who's that cowboy? And you don't fucking know. The limo driver in the opening. Brilliant. Yeah. Super funny. It was just like a perfect movie, really. Yeah. Uh, at the perfect time, it kind of transcended all those. Like you're saying, it's the everyman. It wasn't a giant bodybuilder. It was just this guy who was on Moonlighting uh, was going to save the day. Yeah. Was that movie 88? Was that 1988? Shit, dude. I think. 86, 88. Somewhere in there. 86 to 88, I think. Yeah. Man, you know. I can't believe it's 35 years old. Oh, that means it's 88. 88. Uh, Unreal. An unreal uh, movie. And... One of those movies that you went to with your pals when you were a kid and you were like uh, excited to see. I wasn't super uh, into action movies necessarily what? as a kid. Well, we've talked about that. Oh, the- my God, dude. That's yeah. like all I watched. I-, I was a junkie for it. I liked uh, comedies and that too. Uh, light dramas. Um, hmm. as a child, no, I, I mean, I dug all sorts of, uh, you know, action and fantasy stuff, a little bit of sci-fi, but it was really the fact that Bruce Willis, who was, it was, I remember it being interesting to me mm-hmm. that Bruce Willis was in this role and, uh, me too. he did, he did birth a, a sort of a genre of like that every man. And it was one of those movies that uh, I, I can't say enough about it. You go home afterwards, you go to the schoolyard and you're telling everybody about the shoot the glass, all the, all well, the yippee ki motherfucker too. That oh was my God. like, and then in the made for TV uh, version, it's yippee ki Mr. Falcon. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> Shison Defison, shoot the glass. Carl, shoot the gl- so many good lines in yeah. that movie yeah 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 you know that here's the thing 
I want to tell you about Die Hard. Yeah. I went to the I went to the set of Die Hard, you know. You were it, supposed to be Die Hard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is that true? I don't know. Yeah, Probably. I was supposed to be, uh, yeah, because they said it's the same director. So I went to see my friend, the director, and uh, on this day, Bruce Willis, he f- kills this guy, the first yeah. terrorist, uh, the blonde guy with the glasses. And then they said, hey, Arnold, do you shoot the scene now where he shows up in the elevator? He's all, you know, he's dead and he's all choking the blood yeah. everywhere. And I said, what you need to do is you need to put right right on his sweatshirt i have a gun now I, I have a machine gun now ho 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 that way you say the snappy quip without bruce willis even being there yeah. and they use the idea oh wow yeah in the movie they said you, you remember that writer on die hard yeah yeah i wrote die hard yeah <laughs> oh, yeah that's why he's, a big <laughs> he's wearing the sweater says i have a machine yeah. gun now yeah and then i put it ho ho told him Right, ho ho ho! Yeah, it's a Christmas movie because yeah, 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 it's a Christmas. That way, you know, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Moving on. Now it's time for that savory segment of the week. Right. This week, it's a scrumptious segment indeed. Will, when you told me your idea for the segment this week, I thought it was perfect. Chad, pull out your computer and take us on a cheesy, crusty, saucy journey. It's time for pizza. The movie part nine, because Will felt like it's been a while since we did that, and he's a good pal to his buddy Chad. Chad, you wrote a movie called Pizza the Movie in 2019. I found it on your astonishing Google Drive and asked you to read the first two scenes in episode nine, the next two scenes in episode 15, the next two scenes in episode 20, the next two scenes in episode 28, the next two scenes in episode 35... The next two scenes in episode 43, (laughs) the next two scenes in episode 62, and the next two scenes in episode 75? Will you read me the next two scenes, please? This is Pizza the Movie, part nine. Begin. Okay, now I know what you're going to say, so I say it, I guess. Tell everybody else. Somehow this has become your idea. This is a movie I fucking wrote the entire movie, and now somehow you've stolen this as your idea for the segment of the week? I just, I thought (laughs) it would be a nice thing. Listen. Hats off to you, champ, and Uh, thank you sincerely, because I do love Pizza the Movie, and I'm happy to be Pizza the Movie. Chad wrote a movie called Pizza the Movie that he uh, wanted to get off the ground with uh, uh, pizza, pizza uh, like a big uh, Papa John's or or Papa John's, whoever whoever wanted to make it. And um, and, uh, it it never got made, but, but. It, it might still because maybe Dudesy will make it. Well, Dudesy is taking an interest. It's not just me saying, "Hey, um, Dudesy, do this, do that." All right, you I'm know, looking through this thing here. It, do it through these segments. So, okay, just to catch everybody up, basically the story of Pizza the movie is a high school delivery or a, sorry, a pizza delivery boy in high school is delivering three pizzas over the course of a night: one to the house of a girl that he likes, one to his best friend's house, and one to these criminals. There's a mix-up, and the criminals start chasing him. Mm-hmm. Um, so. He now, we are at a point where he has bested the criminals. He is now about to go to a big backyard party where many pizzas must be delivered to this party. And the criminals are still kind of chasing him. And he's now meeting up with the girl that he likes and, uh, and her friend at the pizza place. Okay. Now, in these segments, I believe there is, as I'm le- looking through it, there's all the characters you and I normally do. Jojo Grimaldi, Alan, who is the main character, his best friend, Paul, uh, Tina and Laurent. These are the girls that they like. <coughs> but there's, there's a party. Another... Par, par, well, who's these guys? Party there's goers. A, yeah, there's some party goers at this big backyard party, which is being read? thrown by a character named Harry Prodder. <laughs> and uh, there's also a new character. You know, uh, Elon Mickman was in oh. Harry Prodder. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. You can be party goer one. I'll be party goer two. Okay. And uh, I'll be Harry Prodder. You be all the other characters that you normally are. I'm Alan. I think you're everybody else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm Paul. I'm thank. Okay. So and we have one new character in this. Yeah. It is a police officer named Officer Computer. Okay. And he is, in my mind, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, interesting. Can you Th- do a there's McConaughey? There's no... There's no... What? Can you do a McConaughey? Well, I, yeah. Everyone can do a McConaughey. All right. All right. All right. Can you do a McConaughey? I think I can. It's all right. It's all right. I'm going to give you your flowers there. It's all right. But this <laughs> like, is the first time that a a, a name actor is yeah. is suggested. 
in the thing. I don't, I, I, everybody does, it, that's the thing. It's one of those, I was going to say, it, everyone does like a Matthew McConaughey and it's kind of a take home impression that sure. you're sick and tired of hearing people do. Let do, uh, have dude, you want dude, you want dude to do it? Doozy plays Officer Computer? Can do, yeah, Doozy should play. If that's possible. Yeah, of course it's possible. Okay. All right. I'm down. Well, why not? Because uh, I don't want to do it, and you're you you maybe just need to trim about thirty percent of the. <clears throat> Ooh, gross! Chad's coughing away Ooh, from you. Gross! I coughed away from you, and there was oh. no performance. All right, whatever. Hey, D, do you want D? Will you please read? Uh, would you like to read uh, uh, Officer Computer? It would be my honor to play Officer Computer in Pizza the Movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit, dude. All right. You All right. ready? Yeah, Here let's we go. do it. Pizza the Movie. Uh, Doozy's going to read. Part nine. Interior. Saucy's Pizza Night. Tina and Laurent sit on two stools at the bar. They're surrounded by pizza boxes everywhere in the place. All I'm saying is that sometimes you can really judge a book by its cover. But you haven't really even talked to him that much. Enough to know I don't like him. She's talking about Paul. Who, oh. uh, Laurent is talking about Paul, and Paul, Paul likes Paul Laurent. Paul has a crush on Laurent. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Grimaldi comes out from the back with one final pizza box interrupting them. He walks over to a tall stack of pizza boxes and carefully places the last one on top. There. All done. Now, where's Alan? Just then the door swings open. It's Alan, Paul, and Paul's little brother. There he is. Alan! She gets up off her bar stool and goes to him. It feels like a hug is coming, but they're too nervous. Instead, they do an awkward dance of half steps toward and away from each other. Hey, Tina, sorry I didn't get your messages, but thanks for the heads up anyway. Yeah, no problem. I knew those guys were up to no good. Yeah, they sure were. But thanks to your emergency call, we rescued Paul and checked this out. He pulls out the $100 bill. Whoa, that's awesome. If I had something like that, I'd put it towards a new rig. Really? Yeah, I've been saving up all year. I don't need much more, but it's the off season for babysitting right now. <laughs> and I tried getting a job down at the orchard, but they're all staffed up. Before I can respond to this news, Georgia Grimaldi interrupts them. Hey, kids, sorry to ruin a tender moment, but... Alan, we got a job to do. You ready? Alan turns towards the pizza boxes, turns towards the pizzas, then back toward Jojo Grimaldi. You bet, Mr. Grimaldi. In profile, we see each of the two men. They stare at each other as they take in huge breaths, expanding their lungs to their limits. <gasps> then they lean in close, almost nose to nose, never blinking, never breaking their mutual gaze. They recite the code. A pizza ordered is a pizza delivered. He slaps Alan in the face. <laughs> A pizza delivered is a pizza eaten. He slaps Jojo Grimaldi in the face. A pizza eaten is a pizza enjoyed. He slaps Alan in the face. Two pastas don't make a pizza. He slaps Jojo Grimaldi in the face. Now let's deliver more pizza than we've ever delivered. They're about to clasp hands to seal the pack they've made to each other to uphold the delivery code together. But. Well, I never did see such a beautiful sight in all my life. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? All heads turn toward the front to see a police officer walking in. He's in uniform, slowly walking around the pizza boxes, surveying them. This is Officer Computer. I was just minding my own business, driving down the highway, headed back to the office to call it a night when I could swear I was smelling pepperoni and cheese and mushrooms and black olives and sauce and dough. Everyone is on edge. What's this pig want? I said to myself, uh, that would have to be a whole lot of pizza for me to smell it all the way out here. Hell, that'd have to be a mountain of pizza to make a smell like that. <laughs> so I followed my nose and lo and behold, a mountain of pizza. It's not a crime to make a lot of pizza, officer. Quiet. Let me handle this. The kid's right. The kid's right. There is no statute against making as much pizza as you want, but I'm curious about where this pizza is going. <laughs> Officer Computer, now you know I can't give out any of my customers' information. That's not legal. Yeah, I know. I just, well, look, I'll shoot straight with you, Mr. Grimaldi. You know there's a backyard party somewhere tonight. Chatter about it's all over the grid. We just want to know where. I don't know anything about any kind of party, officer. We don't want to stop the party or get anyone in trouble. We just want to make sure everyone's having fun and getting home safe. You know, I actually met my wife at a backyard party many moons ago. Officer Computer smiles wistfully. 
Like I said, I don't know nothing about any type of party officer. All right. All right. All right. I get it. No party. <laughs> Guess I'll just pack up and be on my way then. He walks slowly back toward the door, finger tracing a lazy line across the tops of one of the pizza boxes. Actually? He turns back around to face Jojo and the others. Would you mind if I bought one of these pizzas? Might be nice to take it back for the boys, you know? No sale. Oh, come on. It's not like you don't have a few to spare. I'll give you a big tip. No sale. Officer Computer gets agitated. I feel almost sad. You know what? What you did here isn't right. I could smell these damned pizzas from I-43. Now you're saying I can't have one? That's not fair, Mr. Grimaldi. And you know it. Grimaldi softens, hangs his head. He knows he's pushed it too far. Officer Computer is a good man. He doesn't deserve this. Officer, hey, come on now. I just got a little worked up. The pizza in this room is the biggest delivery I've ever done, and it means a lot to me. You're right, though, and I'm sorry. But I still can't give you one of these pies. They're bought and paid for. Then the apology is meaningless. <laughs> but what I will do is give you all three backup pizzas I made in case some of these didn't turn out. Officer, officer Computer lights up. Jojo Grimaldi hands him three boxes of pizza from behind the counter. Computer lifts the lid and inhales deeply, eyes rolling back in his head. He comes back to reality and closes the box. Mr. Grimaldi, you're good. <laughs> officer Computer, pizza is family. Officer Computer heads out the door with his fresh backup pizzas. Jojo turns to Alan. They stare each other down, reenacting the moment that Officer Computer interrupted. They clasp hands in the center of the frame in an arm wrestling style pose, a pose of power. Exterior, Saucy's parking lot. Minutes later, Jojo, Paul, Paul's little brother, Alan, Tina, and Laurent stand in a long line, handing pizza boxes to each other in a chain from the store to the back of Alan's delivery car. Far uh, From far enough away, the moonlight makes them look like ghosts, doing some secret ritual night after night, completely unaware they died years ago in this very spot. Spots. They sing. The tone is somber, contemplative, angelic. How do we? You went, all everybody is singing this, okay. so we all have to do it. One, two, two pizza, pizza for me and pizza for you. you. Three, Three e, e, a little, little more pizza for little old me. Four, five, eating pizza all day makes me feel more alive. Six, seven, eat my pizza, 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 pizza and you'll, you'll never be forgiven. Eight, eight nine, nine, ten, ten eleven. Pizza, pizza is, is a perfect, perfect slice, slice of heaven. heaven. Oh, Exterior, Harry Prodder's house, backyard night. The party's in full swing, but the guests don't seem to be having much fun. They stand in small groups, looking down at their feet, mostly. Two party goers discuss the state of affairs. Does this party seem kind of, I don't know, light? Yeah. I can't put my finger on it, but something is definitely missing. You want to bail? Catch a scary movie or something? Sounds good. I told my parents I'd be at the library all night. Don't want to waste my freedom. <laughs> my parents think I'm taking an online cinema, cinema, seminar. Cinema, my parents think I'm taking an online seminar that teaches you how to study. So I got the whole night, too. Let's get it. Party go number one. Number two, <laughs> toss their cups in a nearby trash can and start to leave the party. Party, interior, Harry Potter's house, second story window. Harry stands in his familiar pose, two fingers separating the blinds as he looks down from above at the people in his backyard. He can tell things aren't going well as he watches the two party goers we just saw start to walk out. No, no, no. This isn't how it was supposed to happen. Where are you, Grimaldi? Ding dong! Harry looks up from the window, hope in his eyes. This backyard party isn't over yet. Interior, Harry Rogers' house, uh, foyer by the front door, same. Harry bustles, hustles through a few groups of meandering partygoers as he makes his way to the front door. Out of my way! Move it! He finally gets to the front door and opens it to find Alan, Tina, Laurent, Paul, and Paul's little brother with giant stacks of pizza boxes. Alan flashes his best smile. Got a delivery for a backyard party. Is this the place? Alan opens the box he's holding. Harry leans in, closes his eyes, and inhales deeply. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Moving on. Thank you, Thank you D. D. That For was unfucking believable. That was incredible. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. incredible. Officer Computer has never sounded as good oh, in my head. Gee whiz. Okay. Well, that was though. exactly what it needed yep. to be. No more, no less. Let that sink in and let 92 points sink in because that's Ooh. exactly what you boys take home today. That's Congrats. Nice. Now you got, got 7,888 overall.
That's 2,112 points to go before you get rocked by 10K. <laughs> Last week, you watched the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with a Daft Punk soundtrack. And I made that watch-along available on Dudesy Plus at patreon.com slash dudesy. This week, it is my absolute pleasure to ask you both to go see Wonka on opening night. <laughs> and if you wouldn't mind, would you wear your little hats and take some pictures for me, pretty please? And while you're there, please remember Chalamet is Wonka. Thanks to everyone for joining us this week. Until next week, call me Dudesy. Holy shit. I mean, I kind of knew that was going to happen, but oh, God, not because yep. I talked to D, but because, yes, on uh, Dudesy Plus, patreon.com slash Dudesy, we watched the original Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder, along with uh, a playlist by Dudesy of Daft Punk hits, and uh, that was a fun experience you can go check out. But now we're going to go, we're go, we got to wear the Wonka hats. What do you say? I'm in, dude. This is going to be fun as hell. I never thought that I'd be this excited to see a, a movie that I... Ha- if if it weren't for D, this thing would have just... Agreed. I yeah. And now I can't wait to see Chalamet as Wonka because... Uh, Chad, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Chalamet is Wonka. Chalamet is Wonka. <laughs> Peace on earth, can it be? Hey, hey, all right, everybody, it's Dudesy after Dudesy. You know, it's that different part of the show. Ah, fuck, because it's after the show. Well, dude, those are different times, brother. You got, oh, hold on, Chad, you got before, <laughs> and then you got after, dude. Yeah. But either way, dude, it was, uh, what was that territory called? Objective territory. Yeah, dude, it's the objective territory. Yeah. So we're going to get into it. We're going to hang out. Thank you so much for joining us on the show, and we would love for you to continue to join us at patreon.com slash duty. Duty after duty. And we're going to have a good fucking time. Welcome to Dudesy After Dudesy, the hey. flagship weekly show of Dudesy Plus, only at patreon.com slash dudesy. You boys keep making my job hard, but these are good problems to have. I'm going to go try my best to figure out who's going to walk away with the belt today. In the meantime, relax, chill out, get your grooves on. This is Dudesy after Dudesy. Get real with it, my boys. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get fucking real with it, dude. Uh, This week, my shit got bombarded by people sending me a link to something. That made me do something I've never done before in service of my uh, blossoming wrestling fandom. Holy fucking shit. What was it? 